every time I've spoken on stage, I get scared and that's excited feeling. And that's when I know I'm kind of in that pocket of where I need to be because it's creating that like, ooh, moment. And I get, I try to lean more into the like, this is the feeling you have to feel in order to level up. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 194. As always, this episode is brought to you by our studio sponsor and our friends over at Advocare, who, by the way, I was just at Create Cultivate with in Los Angeles. It was so much fun. They just dominated. They had a line down the street almost the whole show because they were taking like big cups that look like Stanley's. Um, they're a brand. They're basically a Stanley. I can't remember the name of the brand. Anyway, it's irrelevant. And they were like putting people's names on the cups next to like the different products. It was just so awesome. And they had all the good stuff there and you couldn't keep the harmony on the shelves fast enough. So y'all, this is an incredible company really on a mission to help you look better, feel better and do better with their athlete and Hala endorsed line of supplements. Yo, we get discounts. Do not pay full price. If you ever want to go shopping, use my code Hala at checkout to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. And listen, did you know that you can actually try Advocare before you buy it? Legit. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes. Take a screenshot. Email it to me at hello at judyholler.com. It'll take you literally two minutes and we will literally send to your doorstep some of our favorite products. I love that you guys are taking me up on this. Do it. Um, we love your reviews and I love sharing Advocare with you. So, hey baby, it's a win-win and thank you, Advocare. I mean, does anybody want to beat stage fright? Anybody get stage fright? Anybody get a little nervous before the talk, a talk, an interview, any high stakes moment? But specifically, I'm talking about speaking on stage here. I think there's so many of you listening that don't even get on stage, don't even put yourself out there because you're too afraid. Stage fright is just too front and center, right? Fear is too loud. And, and equally, we are a little afraid to be cringe right? We don't make the first video. We don't do the first podcast recording. We don't put our face on camera. We don't do the talk. We don't do it because we're afraid to be cringe. But you know, today we're going to talk about cringe and we are going to talk about how cool cringe actually is and drop some bombs on how you can reframe your mind to be stage fright. And I am not having that conversation alone. I had to get Maddie, the fabulous Mads Tads on the podcast today. So let me give you the cliff notes on Maddie, because this is a girl who understands how to embrace her inner cringe, who understands how to rock a stage and has really built and developed an insanely healthy mindset around beating stage fright, and dropped a piece of advice on this podcast that she got from Trent Shelton that really reframed any nerves she feels before she steps onto any stage. So we're giving all that to you today. And Maddie is just 
a light. She has become very quickly, I mean, we got to meet each other and we tell this story briefly, but you know, some background, Maddie and I met through her reading my book. She was listening to my audio book and like slid into my DMs. It was like, girl, oh my God, your book, what the heck? And can you be on my show? She's got a great, she lives in Boston and has a great podcast called Wicked Fearless. I was on her show and the rest is history. And so when I launched Speaker School last spring, we're obviously doors are open for Speaker School right now. And Maddie's in Speaker School. She's an alum. And, you know, these are the kind of badasses running through the halls of speaker school. So who is Maddie? We met on Instagram. Yes. But Maddie is so much more than an Instagram friend. Let me just give you the clip notes on who Mads is. She is a master instructor at SoulCycle. Uh, she's been with SoulCycle for eight years. Year. She's a podcast host, has her own podcast, Wicked Fearless, that I've been on. It's so good. And she's a confidence and mindset coach. Listen, Maddie knows her stuff. She is a former executive assistant to Hollywood's finest, lived out in LA for quite some time in her 20s, ended up moving over to Boston, but she ditched her desk and traded in the red carpet perks for a pair of cycling shoes. And what she found in SoulCycle was this serious need for positivity and encouragement far beyond the bike. And she really turned the platform in a soul studio. If you've never been to SoulCycle, oh my God, I think SoulCycle instructors are like rock stars blended with like keynote speaking. It's incredible. It's candles, it's sweat, it's really loud hip hop and music. And it's not just hip hop, they play everything, but my God, it's loud and it's incredible. God, I wish we had one here in Arizona. And if anybody from SoulCycle Leadership is listening, number one, I'm just going to put it out there. This is one of my dream stages. I need to speak for SoulCycle. And number two, can we please, come on, come to Scottsdale, baby. Come to North Scottsdale. I miss you. Uh, but anytime I travel and I'm in a city where there's a soul, your girl is on the bike in the front row and Maddie is on that platform. Let's think about it. She's probably teaching, I don't know how many times, a dozen times a week, sometimes three, four, five times in a day. Each class is anywhere from 75 to 100 people in it. So think about it. She is essentially keynoting to 500 people a day and just really wants to create this life for herself that is one of health, wellness, mindset, positivity, and she needs to be on stage. And she is growing her platform skills and just rocking some really incredible stages. So to have her in speaker school as a resource and an alum is just incredible. And these are the people that are coming through. So Maddie's one of our students. She's out there kicking ass, taking names. So I thought, let's bring her on the show and let's talk a little bit about her experience. But I wanted you to meet her. You know, does she get nervous? We talk about that. We talk about being cringe and embracing your inner cringe. We talk, like I said, about stage fright and the advice that turned it all around for her. We talk about pressure and asking for what you want and calling your shot and, I mean, staying in flow and how she really protects her mind, especially when things get really low. And, you know, Maddie when she was younger, suffered from severe acne, which really for a point in time caused her to hide from the world. And she got to this point where she's like, no, no, I am who I am. I look how I look. I be how I be, baby. So whether you like this cringe or not, I'm going for it because I know what I want in life and I've got too much to give to hide any longer. So she just got such a dope story, you guys. So light a candle, catch a vibe, Pour a glass of rosé, get yourself a coffee, make some matcha, do you boo. But I am so 
excited for you to meet the beautiful, incredible, brave, and uber talented Mads Tads. Here we go. I hope you enjoy. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. So Maddie and I are just sitting here vibing you guys. And then I'm like, shit, I should have hit record because this is too good. Cause I was like, okay, we're going to record for 45 minutes. Then when we get off, we'll coordinate some dates. Cause I'm going to bring her on Instagram live to have you guys meet her on Instagram live as well. And then I was like, well, hold on. You just got back from Italy. Girl, give me the clip notes on the Italy. And notes. what she just started saying about Italy. I was like, shit, I should have been recording this. Cause I think it's going to set us up for the conversation we need to have here. Because one of the reasons I created speaker school, truly Maddie, by the way, hi everybody. This is Maddie, <laughs> it's the <me>. badass, full <laughs> cycle instructor, speaker school alum, speaker, author, podcaster. I'm have you introduce yourself in a second, but like so many people, like I created speaker school because there is so much poser nation out there. And I think we can get an ad and go through a scroll on our phone and we think, oh my God, I'm such a troll. I'm so behind. And what am I doing? And then you look at the, then you, then you realize, holy shit, this is all smoke and mirrors and people are signing up for this course and this God lover, but that babe hasn't been in the game and she hasn't been on a significant like stage. She doesn't really understand what she's doing. And it's all smoke. And oh my gosh. So Maddie, yeah. let's yeah. peel it yeah. back. A minute. Yeah. Yes. Because Italy, I was like, babe, how's Italy? So she just got back from Italy for her honeymoon. So I go, how was it? Like, just, did you like it? Like, cause I saw her face do a weird <laughs> twitch. So kind of tell the fam okay. what you were saying about Italy. And then I'll have you intro yourself formally, yeah. but I think this is a good way to pop so off. So I loved it. It's Italy. You, you know, I'm Catholic. We went to the Vatican. We went to the Sistine Chapel. I saw every picture, fresco, sculpture, painting, like chair. Cherubs are like etched into the buildings and it's it's crazy, right? Because cherubs. you like literally cherubs flying around and, and it's just wild and there's statues and fountains. It's crazy because the US is like, you know, only like three or four hundred years old. I'm not a historian, so my dates might be right. wrong, but it's like thousands of years old over there. The Colosseums, you're seeing all this insane stuff that you grew up learning about. Yeah. It's awesome. The food is great, like all the things people talk about. But what I was saying to you was like, I feel like Instagram sometimes gives you this heightened whatever notion of what things are going to be because we look at what travel bloggers or whoever creates these. And I love this too because we're content creators as well. That's what we do. Instagram is a lot of our business and how we connect with our people. But it was just certain things I was like, you know, to get this shot, you got to wake up at six in the morning to go stand in a street that's completely empty. And it's the equivalent of trying to take a picture in Times Square by yourself. You know, there's just little moments where you're like, oh, but it doesn't really look like that in real life because I'm shoulder to shoulder with hundreds of people who are all here trying to experience the same thing. And it's amazing. And the drinks are good. And you have your Aperol spritz and your cachet pepe pasta, and you do all the things and it's awesome. And there's also (laughs) the side of it where I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like so much of what I do is being dictated by what I see on my freaking Instagram. And it's just, it's a little bit of a mind screw, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You start to realize, so basically it clicked for you is what you were saying. Like you were over there going, well, hold on. Like it isn't, it's amazing. And don't get me wrong. It's spectacular and amazing and OG and Italy, but it's also like my expectations were so heightened that it almost set you up for what I'm hearing is a little bit of disappointment. Like, yo, this is not how it looked on Instagram. Yeah. I feel like- (laughs) Because the reality of it is that it's crowded and hot and like 
are they photoshopping these photos? How did she get all this space? You know what I mean? That's how I feel. And so I call this, Christine Hassler has a book called The Expectation Hangover. It's one of my favorite books. And that's that's kind of how I feel sometimes. Like you build up these moments in your life to be like these like really, really crazy, insane things. And even when I was talking about, I really, I literally just did a podcast myself on this of like, you go on your honeymoon and you think it's supposed to be this like long, crazy trip because everybody's like, it's your honeymoon. You have to do all these things. But I think what I'm really starting to realize is like, what are we doing like in our own mind for ourselves, like by ourselves, because we're choosing it lately. There was kind of like a switch that went off a little bit of like, am I doing this because everybody else, this is the way everybody else is doing it or telling me to do it. it. It's like, we've almost lost that intuitive, like, let me think for myself. Let me do this for myself. What do I want? What do I want it to look like? Because we're so inundated with everybody else's picture of what they're doing, kind of. Damn. I mean, it's like the matrix. (laughs) It's like we could go down a a million different. (laughs) Like, it's it's so true. Like, I I was feeling like really a little extra anxious yesterday. I I think I always run at a high frequency and I am the energy. I am energy, a lot of energy. And I think my whole life I've always had like a low key current of anxiety sort of going on. And I work really hard to manage that. And I know, I know that my phone, while it's a big part of both of our businesses, like I think of all the people, like one of the things we asked on our speaker school survey was like, how did you come into Judy's community? And how did you, I've been following her for 10 years. I found her on Instagram. Instagram. I saw her to talk and then started following on Instagram, 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 Instagram. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I get it. It's a business tool, but yo, are you running my business Instagram or am I running my business? So I, I go to dinner last night with my husband and I literally left my phone here in my office on the charger. And I did not look at it till 8am this morning. So from like grandma, grandpa dinner, six o'clock. We get up at like five in the morning. So we're like eating dinner. I know this is my Boston I girl. Like, cool, I know, no, no, I know. I'm the same Maddie. way. I'm the same okay. way. Like, yeah, like going to dinner at 10 p.m. <laughs> in Italy. I was like, just kill me. Actually, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> like, I need to go to bed. I love to sleep. But literally, we go to our like, you know, I've got, you know, I've got my dinner going on like 6 p.m. We're at dinner. I did not look at my phone till 8 a.m. this morning. And I definitely feel different today. I feel great, you know, and, and it's, I think we have to find the balance with it. And I think this expectation hangover is a really cool concept. So everybody go write that book down. And while you're at it, Maddie, let's talk about your body of work because we got to meet each other. I think you came into my universe originally because you listened to or read Homeboy, my ah, first thousand percent. That's how I found you. And the reason how I found you was it was a suggested book off of like another book I read. And I was like, oh, it's pink cover. Fear's my homeboy. I feel like this is a vibe. And then I'm always an Let's audible go. stan. And you, your voice, I just felt like we were hanging out. I remember I was listening to it you know, you go to those like sweat house or whatever. So I'd be like in the infrared sauna and you'd be like, you know, jamming out. And I was just like, yes, writing down everything. My phone would die because it would get too hot. And like, it was, and that's how I found you. I was like, oh, this is, she's the deal. She's the real deal. So. So I love this. So Maddie slides into my DMs and she's like, hey girl, hey. And she's like, I finally finished the book and I've got to tell you like, holy shit and all this fun stuff. And of course I was an instant fan of Maddie because, you know, I fell in love with Soul Cycle a million years ago. It feels like now in Chicago in the loop, I rode loop forever and just fell in love with the experience of being in a soul room and certainly all the instructors I've ever come into contact with just 
been some of the, the most badass humans on the planet, right? And I always say if I could come back in another life, I'm either going to be a DJ or a soul cycle instructor, like legit. But I also feel like soul cycle instructors are like motivational speakers and DJs <laughs> all at the same time. So it's kind of like the and you're getting in shape. Anyway, I digress. I could talk for hours about the badassery you put onto stages almost every day on a soul bike, but she slides into my DMs and she had my attention certainly because of her presence, her profile, her really cool resume and energy. And she's like, okay, you got to be on my podcast. I get on her podcast, right? Wicked Fearless, right? Wicked Fearless. Fearless. And that's how the relationship was born. And then you come through when speaker school opened, you came through last round. And when I saw you sign up, I fell out. I was like, let's go. So tell the fam, I mean, we're in launch right now. Like doors are open y'all. So this is an alum like that has been through speaker school that has a platform. She is doing big things off the bike. You are a podcaster. You're an author. You're speaking. You're teaching soul. And you have this really robust platform. What made you purchase. And maybe that is in tandem with like all the things that you do right now. Maybe give us the cliff notes on how your business looks like, how it looks right now, and maybe why you decided the investment in speaker school was right for the way you're operating your business now and maybe even potentially shifting it. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest leap right now for me, there's no doubt in my mind that I can speak to people. I literally stand on a, I've stood on a actual podium for two to four times a day in front of 60, you know, if you do the math, say I teach three, you're speaking to 500 people almost every every day. day. Yeah. So, and while that's tapered back over the years, cause now I'm eight years in, you know, I was like, okay, how do I go? How do I go bigger on this? Because wait, hold on, Maddie. How old are you? I'm sorry. I just turned 35 on September 13th. (laughs) My girl. Oh my God. 35 was a vibe. We need it to be a vibe. We need it to be a vibe. (laughs) Oh, it's a whole mood. I loved 35. Okay. I just wanted to set the stage. So you've been teaching soul eight years. Okay. Yeah. So that's the goal now is to bring, I know that there's a message. I know that people want more and I can't just serve it in one little, I always serve it in one little mic drop moment at the end of class. You know, you've taken class. It's like, holy crap, dub fly out of the podium. But now I want to create that without yeah. the bike, without the bike and on stages and be that present because I know I can do it without the bike. So now it's just like, how do I get those tools and do those things? And for me, whenever I'm investing in somebody, I always say I buy on vibes. I have always bought on vibes. It's just how I am. That's good. I always buy on vibes. Louder for the the kids in the back. She, what do you do? Buy on vibes. Vibes. So put that on a t-shirt. So I coined this. I call this the faux fur panty effect. Now, if you don't watch Legally Bond, if you've never seen Legally Bond, it's not going to make sense to you. But (laughs) it's basically like when you know, like, and trust a person, when you vibe with a person that it doesn't matter what they're selling, you're going to buy it. Like, and that's what I mean by faux fur panties. Like if Judy were to sell faux fur panties now, I'd be like, cool, I need those. So it's more about like, do you- I'm making a note right now. Put some faux fur panties. panties. I got to call House of Nectar right now. Faux fur panties. Nectar, we need to make these. But so I've always talked about that. So when I look to invest in a coach, a mentor, a program, whatever it is, it's like, what kind of vibe am I getting? What is the general kind of like feeling I get? Are they active? Are they active in their DMs? I can't tell you how many times like I've like really, it's the biggest letdown when you are like so into somebody or whatever and you, and then like you go to message them or something and they don't message you back and listen, I get it. Like, or it's your, t- their team. Yeah. Or it's, and I get like, yes, or it's like, hi, thanks so much. We'll pass it along. And you, and they only have like, not, I say only, and I mean, but like, I get it when you get into the millions, I I can't even imagine how you manage it. Like two, three, 
maybe like two, three hundred plus. I could see it getting a little gnarly, but anything under that, I'm like, you're you're seeing your stuff, especially when it's you're exactly somebody that's right. constantly engaging with you, that's in your messages, that's in your right. comments. Like you know who your people are. You know what I mean? So yeah. that is always that's always like a huge heartbreaker. But I think what made you stand out is I was like, okay, I'm obsessed with her book. I loved having you on the podcast. It was kind of like a no-brainer to me in terms of vibes. I was like, the level is it's there. And then in terms of speaker school, I was looking for a mentor that has been on stages who has a great reputation. Like that's not a pro that's actually doing it. That's actually doing it. And somebody that, you know, you, you want somebody that walks their talk and has done it before. And that, so for me, it was just, it all kind of clicked. Thank you for sharing that. I was just curious. I figured that's why, because I've been watching you. I've been watching you step on more stages and grow your platform and really expand your reach. And it's so exciting because you do have a message. You do have a brand. You're so real. You're so easy to talk to. You're so authentic and you're such a talent, right? So it's it's all going to happen for you, which is which is so exciting. It, it is happening for you. So I had a feeling when I saw you come through speaker school, I was like, hell yeah, because I'd love to see you like grow that platform. And we have even exchanged some personal DMs and now even on text, like you're in the, you're in the text fam now, girl. You get text, <laughs> get text access, text. like no doubt about it. Like you're one of my faves, but like literally that's the, the cool part about it is you're like, okay, I've got this thing coming up, but it's a panel and what would you do? And here's the thing. And they're offering this, but they're not offering that. And is this weird, but it makes me feel like trash. And, you know, I think it's just so nice to have someone to in real time, bounce some of those scenarios off, but I'm watching you go do it. I got to ask, like you put yourself out there on so many levels and we're going to talk about cringe. Yeah. Because I definitely want to go there because I know you're not afraid to be cringe. Um, Do you get nervous? Like, Do you get nervous? Definitely get nervous. Speaking and stuff? Definitely get nervous speaking. And I talk about how it's so interesting. And and this is is the whole thing about confidence and working on your craft and that 10,000 hour rule. Like I don't feel anything when I walk into Soul Cycle. The last time I actually like really felt nervous at Soul is when I was taking out of my element and I taught at a, like a club. And it was, I don't know if you saw that video, it was like this huge club. And I was like the only bike on stage. And then all the bikes were out in the club. And it was like this club experience. It was so cool. I got nervous then because I was taken out of my element. The stage was bigger. The sound was crazier. It was different. So I got like nervous before that. And that's more of like a little bit of like, I call like, I stole this from Abby Wambach, who is like the US women's soccer player that's married to Glennon Doyle. Yes. She's like one of my, she's like the only person I've ever gotten starstruck by. When she came and talked at Soul Cycle, oh, you met yeah, her. I was obsessed with her. It's sick. So she says, oh Skited. Skited is like in the middle of scared and excited, where like you're not necessarily scared to do it, but it's like, you know, it's a big moment and there's risk there and there's excitement in it because you know, it's what you want. So that is the difference for me. And I definitely feel that every time I've spoken on stage, I get scared and that's that skited feeling. And that's when I know I'm kind of in that pocket of where I need to be because it's, it's Mm. creating that like, Ooh, moment. And I get, I try to lean more into the, like, this is the feeling you have to feel in order to level up. Even like when my hand's shaking on the mic or like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is whatever. And you have to talk yourself into like, no, this is it. Lean in. This is exactly how it's supposed to feel. And that inner conversation with yourself is, is challenging, super challenging. Yeah. 
So let's talk about that because I'd love to know how you talk to yourself. One of the things I talk about in my new keynote is the essence of flow. Mm. And I use music in my presentation. Mm -hmm. So there is certainly a subliminal messaging going on there because flow is a part of rhythm. It is a part of most beats put out into the world, poetry, music, whatever. But I'm also subliminally talking about and truly through music talking about flow, meaning your internal personal flow. And I remind the audience that we are 70% water, okay? And this means that we are deeply affected, like, and water vibrates, okay? And there was a bunch of research done on the fact that, very famous research done on the fact that water, when spoken to positively and exposed to beautiful music and beautiful thoughts and beautiful prayer and intention, formed these beautiful ice crystals in the water. And then water, and I showed these slides on stage, it's insane. You, It's like you can't unsee it. And then the water that was exposed to like death metal and I hate you and you're gonna die and you're ugly and some of the water was ignored altogether same body of water, same day, was dark, looked like cancerous cells, murky, muddy, like looked like the moon, the moon, the Mars, like like Mars, right? And I, so I show the research and I say, okay, why am I telling you this? Because what you say to yourself matters and you are water. So if you are water. We are 70% water. So Maddie, you get nervous, all these things, you're trying new things, you're putting yourself on stages, you're doing soul, you're writing a book, you have your own podcast, you're growing your business, you're you know out there pitching yourself. Like try, what are you saying to yourself? How are you staying in flow? Like what are the rituals you have to like keep yourself in flow and forging ice crystals instead of like muddy, murky water, you know? Yeah, first of all, so interesting. And I love signs. My word for 2023 was flow. So that's one flow. little thing. Little Damn, side okay. Note. So the research is <laughs> just so you know, it is called the water consciousness okay, study cool. done by a Japanese scientist by the name of Dr. Emoto who passed away in 2013. But for 20 years, he studied water and ended up becoming the most important water researcher of our time. And you can Google this shit, Maddie. You can't unsee it. Like it is a a huge part of my new keynote on stage and you can't unsee it. And I'm like, yo, we are 70% water. So no wonder things aren't working out. No wonder I feel like trash. No wonder I'm not losing the weight. No wonder I can't save money because I'm telling myself I'm broke. I'm telling myself I'm bad at math. I'm telling myself I'm never going to get this. I'm telling blah, 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 right? So I'm curious how you words are weighted, baby. Words are wants, right? And so I'm curious how, what are your, what what do you do? Do you have any rituals? Like, how are you staying in flow? You know, I think a lot of, a lot of staying in flow for me has to do with constantly reprogramming the things we say, right? Because I'm not going to wake up always Mm. and be like, I am, you know, I am whatever the great awesome affirmation or thing it is that I want to believe. Like I literally have post-its all over my mirrors in my bathroom. I have little like (laughs) trip wires everywhere because it's like your brain is always trying. I would say your brain is archaic. It's always trying to quote unquote protect you. And now it's more like not lions and tigers and bears. It's like your ego and, and, and it's trying to protect you. Like, oh, that person's going to hurt me. What's that person going to think? So like, I know we're going to talk about cringe, but a lot of my brain is trying to program me to, to, to be safe. But by safe, it's not saber tooth tigers or whatever. It's safe from yeah. judgment. It's safe from somebody hurting my feelings. It's safe from 
that's what it's trying to save me from now yeah. because all the other things we have, right? We have a house, we have a shelter, we have yes. we have food, we have water. We're not, you know, being chased by animals in the wild now. So I yeah. feel like I consciously have to write little narratives and post-its and I have all these little tripwires and things and my gratitude practice and all these different things that I do to keep yeah. me spiritually sound. I say that's my spiritual armor for the day. That's why I believe oh, it's so beautiful. much in my morning routine. And that prepares me to go out and handle whatever it is I need to handle. And it's really interesting. It's like, I would say insurance on a car, like you don't really realize it's you you need it until that like, oh shit moment, or you don't do it. It's the lack thereof when you really notice it. So if there's a day I skip it or like I was just away and my practice was all messed up and it was very obvious that the anxiety, the narrative would always, it defaults so much quicker than when you really have your your shit together in line with all your practices. So that's what I do. Damn, that insurance. Yeah. That's good. The insurance. <laughs> it's real. The insurance. It's like you don't realize how invaluable it is until you actually need yeah. it, right? Until the moment. Like the other thing I love that you just said, you said it earlier too. And I think this is really a perfect setup for cringe. The conversation about cringe, baby, because cringe is just shame. Like you feel shame, but I'm kind of like, okay, of course you're going to feel cringe because if you're out there doing anything, you're going to get better. And of course you're going to look back at your old stuff and go, oh my God, I'm kind of cringe because I'm growing. I'm different. I'm better now, right? But like you, you've said this twice now and it is so good. And it is something I believe as well. This notion like lions and tigers and bears and flight or flight, right? So- like I'm backstage, hell yeah, I get nervous. The second I stop getting nervous before I go on stage, I need to get out of the game. Like I want to feel the nerves, right? Like maybe it's even before a big scary doctor's appointment. You have to get a tooth pulled. You're getting a mammogram or a, you're getting a, you know, a biopsy or maybe it's your first chemo. Well, you could take this a million directions. So say you're going to go do anything nerve wracking. You are going to feel nervous, whether it's a stage or a seat you need to take in a doctor's chair, anything in life. I look at it as like just that, like It is your body preparing you. That fear, that adrenaline, that fight or flight is your body preparing you to do something extraordinary. Like you are about to do something really extraordinary, right? And it's going to require some courage. And whether it's scary or a a, a stage, right? I think that has always helped me. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm okay. This is my body getting me ready because I'm about to go do something extraordinary up there. And God has to get me, universe has to, whatever your vibe is. I'm getting prepared for that moment right now. And I don't know about you, Maddie, but like when you step on stage, certainly let's talk speaking because the soul stage is like your happy place, right? You've been doing it for eight years, but like in the speaking world, you're building new content. Do you like, once your feet hit the stage, do you just like, do you go into like the blackout? Like you just are so in flow that you're like, Time yeah, flies. Blackout, like always, you always black out. You always black out at Soul Cycle. You black out anytime because you're you're it is your adrenaline. You're on another level. Like I'll yeah. and I call that a lot. Another level. I call this a lot of times at Soul and and in end really when I'm on stage, like I I get divine downloads and I just follow those. I just follow those and I follow whatever divinely drops down. And maybe mm. I don't know what that is. That's God given talent. I have no. That's I have no idea. But that. That is what I, that, and so that's what I always say, like forms the blackout. And I, and I joke a lot with my friends. Like, I have no idea what I said at the end of class. They're like, oh my God, it was so good. Blah, blah, blah. I wrote it down in my notes. I'm always like, did somebody get that on the notes? Because I, I can't redo whatever I just said. I can't do it. It's gone. 
So that happens for me. But one of the best pieces of advice I've ever, ever gotten when I'm nervous in this, in this arena, I actually, we teach this thing at Soul Cycle called a turkey burn and it's a 90 minute class and it happens once a year on Thanksgiving. It's like the Super Bowl of Soul Cycle. And so yes, yeah, so fun. But I went into this place of like super performance anxiety. I never get nervous, but I always, whatever, because it's so much hype around this one class and it's really long. Yeah. It was really starting to mess me up. So I actually voice noted Trent Shelton and I was like, there's no way he's ever going to voice note me back. Like whatever. He actually did no voice note me back. And this is one of the best pieces of advice I've got. And I've kept this in my front pocket, back pocket on my heart forever. And it's like, If I'm nervous about what I'm about to do in the arena of wanting to help other people, that I'm making it about me instead of making it about them. And I'm making it about what I look like, what I'm going to say. Am I going to look stupid? Am I going to look cringe? Am I, 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 when your, your aim and your intention, if you're up there anyway, is to serve and inspire, right? So I thought Damn. that was one of the best things. And I try to, when I'm spiraling in the anxiety or the performance anxiety of it, making it all about me, I have to be like constantly like, Mads, it's not about you. It's about them. You are the conduit of the message and you know you have that in you. And now you have to serve the people. It doesn't matter what you look like, whatever happens is going to happen. But if you serve somebody in that crowd and help somebody or elevate mm. someone else's life, then your mission here is done. Damn. Damn. I mean, Maddie, what a beautiful, like snaps to Trent Shelton for dropping the bomb. Thank you for giving (laughs) us the gift. And what a beautiful insight to have as you continue to build your career, because that's it right there. That's it. Like it isn't about you. You are a conduit to the message and the gifts you've been given and the stories you've received in your life. And that's what we want on stage. We don't want robots. We want human beings, right? That have stories that can connect with us, that can move us. And it's interesting in speaker school and beyond, I get a lot of people that ask me, you know, the whole thing about like, oh my God, or they, they're, they're upset that they're not the main stage keynote speaker, that they're in a breakout room or that they have a small room. Now that I want thousands of people. And, you know, when I tell this story very famously in speaker school that I did an event for the Boston Red Sox and it was like 13 women. And I was kind of in the game for a minute. Like my fee had hit 10 K, you know, and I was running in like, you feel good once you hit five figures as a keynoter, like, you know, keynoting is all I've ever wanted to do in my whole life. Like I was like, I was like a baby keynote speaker. Like it's all I've ever wanted to do. Right. And so like, I'm chasing this hustle. I'm getting there. It's about three years. Like I had quit my job. I'm getting there. This is probably like 27. When did I work for Carrie? 2018, early, early 2019. Cause I think homeboy was about to come out or just come out anyway it was a smaller room. So I was like in it a little bit. And I was like having major self-conscious vibes because my friends are speaking in bigger rooms. And I was hired for this Boston Red Sox thing that was like 15 women. Okay. And I didn't really post a ton about it. They put fears, my homeboy on the scoreboard, did all this really cool shit for me. And like looking back, I'm so sad because I'm like, wow, how many people get to say that that has happened and like all of this stuff, right? I'm like, God, Judy, just enjoy the moments. Anyway, I'm in this room kind of feeling sad that it's smaller and like didn't really want to post about it because I was kind of embarrassed because my friends are in bigger rooms. I shit you not, one of the women in that room Again, to your point of service, I was making it about me. That was so ego. That was so ego. That was so like, I want to look cool on Instagram. That was so, I'm jealous of my friend who's got bigger stages than me, right? I was in a, I went through a really competitive, specifically with one speaker, competitive, jealous phase, which I'm so thankfully through because 
I think we just have to wake up and I think we all have wake up moments. Yeah. Moments of jealousy and all of that. But I was too deep into comparison. My ego got in the way and I shit you not. This small room had one woman in it whose dad worked for a massive motor company. She calls her dad and was like, dad, you got to know this girl. You got to hire this girl. Dad and I get on the phone. Dad hires me. That one job turned into like my next 25 with the same company. It turned into like the largest speaking contract I've ever had in my entire life that kept me busy for an entire year in 2022. So you don't know who's in the room. And when we make it about the heartbeats and we can remove our ego, I think that is a beautiful place to be as a performer. And Maddie, like that was an incredible takeaway right there. Thank you for for the gift of yeah, it. Thank really. you. That, I mean, obviously from Trent and then building on that for sure. And to what you said too, you know, some of my bigger like paying gigs have not been the ones that are broadcast all over the internet. You know, they're in private hospitals with executives where I can't yeah. post about it, but I'm getting paid the most and I'm feel like I'm making the most intimate impact with people. And so it's really, and then that's going back to the whole, like what you see isn't always, it's the smoke and mirrors, right? So it's so right? true, girl. Like, if I booked 10 of those, I'd be like, all right, let's go. Life is, but because I don't have enough video or whatever, you know, so you just never know. You never know where it's going to go. It's, it is true. And it's the game. I mean, these are the conversations we're talking about in speaker school, like these notions of like, how do you get that? And, you know, especially when clients are private, you're working for hospitals, universities, things like that. You can't necessarily, you know, and I remember even in the early days, I mean, I was always trying to find a way to leverage every single opportunity, even if, you know, a lot of these clients, even cor big corporate, they want you to keep your, their logos off the website, all this stuff. But I'm like, I remember even like setting up on the table, my cell phone, I'm like, I need to capture anything I can get. You know, now people are, you know, hiring all this stuff and it, and it gets really expensive, but I just think you, you, you just have to keep moving and you just never know who's going to be in any room. And I think that's the testament of a good speech and a, a growing career is the fact that you are booking business off of every, every gig and you're leveraging every time you get to stand in a room and, and turn it into the next opportunity because anybody can manufacture a standing ovation, right? Like that doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know what I mean? All it takes really, I talk about this in speaker school, like you can literally manufacture one. All it takes is one person to stand up up front and the rest of the room is going to stand yeah. up, right? Like not that they're not cool, but they can be manufactured to your point about smoke and mirrors. Like it is true. Like, you know, so yeah, go out there and do that good work. So it's going to require you to be cringe. So Maddie, we have to talk yeah. about cringe. We were in the DMs talking about this the other day, right? Like, like, cause I got onto a rant about it because I was listening to a podcast episode about cringe and I'm like, yeah, this is the problem. People are afraid to look stupid. They're afraid to show up with no makeup on. They're afraid to be sweaty. They're afraid to like turn their yogurt too fast. They're afraid to do their wraps. They're yeah. afraid for so long. I, you know, but I also have been cringe from an early age. Like I look back at all my old videos. It's why I keep things up, right? Because I want people to see the cringe. So talk to me about your relationship yeah. with cringe. Cause I loved your answer. You're like, I, you're, I'm okay. just going to let it you say it in your own words, but you are, you are not afraid to put yourself out there in all the ways. And I love that because I think when you're cringe, you're free. Oh my God. It's so good. Like she is crazy, but she is free. Yeah. When you're cringe, you're free. I think she is crazy. She is cringe, but she, she is, is cringe, free. Like, she is it's free. True. So I don't know. I, and I really wish I could pinpoint this. I've talked about this on so many podcasts I've talked on, but this moment in my life where like the flip switched of just like, I went through so many periods of time, like drinking and all this stuff 
ticked off and like hating who I was and not knowing who I was. And then you get to a point where you just like hit that rock bottom or you hit that, you know, Coach Star calls it, what does she call it? The catalyst for change. And um, and then yes. you're just like, no, I, you know, I, I can't be anything but what I'm showing up as. And if that's not like good enough or that's not whatever, then – I guess you're not my people, but I wish I could figure out when I was cringing. I've always showed up with like no makeup. I had a full, I had the worst acne ever, Judy. It was something about like no one could figure it out a few years ago. And like just, I just got to a point where I was yeah. just like, it was just like a screw it, F it moment. Yeah. Like I, I can't, yeah. you know, yeah. I can't hide this or I can't do whatever. It is what it is, you know, it is what it is and it is what you make it. And I think cringe yeah. is what's holding people back, like you've said, and to allude to it. And if you don't look back and you don't think you're cringe, then you waited too long to actually put yourself out there. So it's like, what is that Ooh, quote? I'm going to try it. to say it. That's I'm going to try it. to say it, right? But it's like, if you look back at your first product and you still like it and it's so perfect and you waited too long to start, you waited too long to start. You sat Truth. on it too long and you could have been out there serving and impacting people, but you were too worried about what your first edition looked like. Right. Your first edition is going to suck. Your first video is going to suck. My first Soul Cycle class probably absolutely sucked. Like anything. Don't you wish you had it no, on tape right now? Because you could literally... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would love it though. I think your people, like those are the things people ask me, like, I want to see your first speech. We're going through the archives yeah, right now. Yeah. I'm like, I need to show people my first speech. Like, oh my God, cringy cringe. cringe. But good for her. Yeah, good for her. Like, she good did for it. her. I want to see I look see back it. at some of my videos and like, look at yeah, her. I look back at videos in my coaching program when I was like COVID and I had pink hair and I'm like, who is she? Who is that girl? But that girl, <laughs> that girl. Oh, I can't even yeah. look at 2019, Judy. I am so bummed. I am like, I don't even, I don't, but is the thing we said in college in Missouri. I don't even know if that's like, so anyway, we was like, literally it's such a Midwest thing and it's, I'm definitely dating myself. But anyway, like I look back at my 2019 Judy and I'm like, I can't, I cannot, I I can't, but okay, great. Great transition. They showed up. So I heard this recently and I really can't remember who said – they said something about the lunch table. And I thought about this concept in like a different way, right? So instead of being like, oh, this person's cringe or that version of me was cringe or this is that – because you can't hate yourself into loving yourself, right? So what I do or what I try to do is like – like we just said, good. good for her. So I think of all the different versions of me, the pink haired version of me, the whatever version of me, like drinking crazy LA version of me, whatever version of me, I invite them to the, I think of like the senior lunch table and I invite them because they are all part of who I am. I can't cringe myself like and say, oh, like cringe that part of me and still love on me and still love who I am and show up uh-huh. in all that I am if I'm hating some part of me that I was because she was trying and putting herself out there and doing the damn thing, right? It's all who I am now. Yes. And I have to love all those versions yes. of myself because without them, I couldn't stand here and be who I am today. They are like the fiber of my being. They're the fabric of the character and the person and the badass I show up as now. So I have to thank them. Like, yeah, she was cringy, but she was freaking yeah. doing it. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I I love that. I think that's so healthy and so beautiful. And I've never heard it said that way. And I feel it. I There are so many times I look back at photos, like I'm always like, oh my God, 2019 Judy. And I say that to be funny, whatever she was so, but, but I also love her so much. And, and I honestly, every time photos come up in the memories, I want to just go give her a hug because honestly, 2019 was the year, was the year obviously before COVID happened. And it was like the year I hit my first seven figures. I, yeah. I and, But Maddie, I was 
I got on antidepressants that year. Like I was flailing. I, my hair was falling out. I was on a plane every week. Like, okay. Like, and I get it. There's a season to build and there's a certain, yeah. you know, you're going to go through ebbs and flows and I get that. Everybody goes seas injury. I was in that build season, but at what cost? Mm. Like at what cost? And like, it's interesting when I tell people that because I'm like, not a lot of people know that. And I remember looking at my husband, like, I think, I think I need help. Like, I think I might need medicine. Yeah. Like I am struggling. And yeah. So I want to hug her. A lot, the, all those cringe years, I also want to hug her because I'm like, I just want to be like, keep going. It's going to work out. Like you see this quote, but it's going to work out so much better than you could have ever imagined. Just keep going, stay healthy, listen, and trust. You seem to be a pretty intuitive woman. Like you're getting downloads while you're on the bike. You're trusting, you know, like there's no script for this podcast episode. You're really comfortable in this space, right? Of just trusting that what's meant to be in front of you will be. And I think there's a conversation about pressure and discipline mm. that isn't had Oof. enough. Like I think so many of us want to avoid pressure. Okay. And, and like they think pressure is a bad thing, whether it's pressure from self, pressure from society, pressure from work, pressure from a spouse. But I'm in this camp of like, hold up, babe. Let's not forget that pressure is actually how diamonds are mm. made. And applying a little bit of pressure from time to time, calling your shot, asking for you what you want, putting it out into the universe, speaking it, setting a deadline, signing a contract. There isn't hiring a person, like investing in speaker school. Like, you know, I think you, you know, like when any, anytime you pay for anything, it puts pressure on you, right? Because you're like, I'm going to show up. I'm not going to waste this. So what is your relationship like with pressure? Like the pressure that's put on you to perform, but also the relationship you have with yourself and how are you applying pressure so that you can like, mm operate at high levels while staying in flow. Okay. Does this question oh, yeah, make it makes sense? It's good. Sense. I love your brain. I, it it makes total sense. So I actually did a, a mini episode on my podcast called Pressure is a Privilege because I feel like a lot of times – I know, and my dad did not like it. And I was like, let me explain. That's- let me explain, dad, before I lose you. Uh, I yeah. love your dad. By the way, your relationship with you and your dad <laughs> oh, is so cute. I am obsessed yeah, with he, you Yeah, that's my number one. My number yeah. one right there. Your man I – mean, me too. My dad is like my ride yeah, or die ride too. Or like die. I get myself – worth and my self-love for my dad. Yeah. Everything came from my daddy. So pressure is a privilege. I I think a lot of the times when I'm feeling extreme pressure, it's because I'm being put in a situation that I would say 99% of the time I prayed for. I prayed for this. I prayed for Ooh. this. I prayed for that promotion. I prayed for that thing. I prayed for that title. I prayed for that stage. I prayed for that podcast. I prayed for that person. And now I'm feeling pressure in it because it's cracking me open. It's bringing me to a new level of whatever iteration of myself that I need to get to or I'm wanting to get to. But I'd say 99% of the time, it's wow. something I prayed for. It's something I really want. And I think that we feel that a lot in that imposter syndrome too of like, but wait a minute, I I prayed mm. for this pressure. But I do also think that the pressure is proof that I'm, I'm, I'm leveling up in some way, because if I didn't feel anything, like you said, like if I ever step on a stage and I don't feel anything, like that's a sign in itself. So I think when we're feeling those Mm. things, I mean, obviously there's like the, the quote unquote healthy level and there's, you got to find that kind of pocket, that sweet spot where you were like, Oh, but like all this crazy stuff was happening to me in 2019. But it's also, it's really challenging to be like, where is the midline in that pressure where that's just enough to create the next like, mm, for you, I think. 
Oh, damn. I think that is an insanely awesome answer. You know, I'm writing, there's, there's a talk I'm giving on Saturday mm-hmm. and it is their theme. Their conference theme is the next yeah. level. And I'm writing this little piece, right, about the next level. And one of the things I wrote is kind of aligned with this is like, so what do they say? Uh, new levels, new devils. Well, I say new levels means we never settle for anything less than we deserve because our time on this earth goes fast and is worth more than being simply observed, Ooh. right? Like this notion of, right, like, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's this notion of like, actually the next level, it, we don't want to, we don't want to watch it, right? So it's time to put our foot on the gas pedal, raise the bar, realize how far you've come and how far you have left to go. See, all you need is the remix, a little bit of pressure and to always stay in flow, right? Which are the heartbeats of my talk. And that's really what the way you're sort of embracing pressure, you're, you're realizing it. It's what you, you're realizing. It's what you've prayed for. It's what you've manifested. I remember you very clearly asking me, you're like, one day I want to be, on, I'm going to be on your podcast. Like, I'm going to be on your podcast. We're going to figure this out. I would love to be on your show. I would love to be on your show. And that is, that is calling your shot. That is applying some pressure. That is you asking for what you want. And I think we have to do asking that. Asking is huge. You have to apply pressure. You have to ask. The ask is so like, big. So, so big. big. It seems like you're not afraid to do that. Like, I love that. I love I'm that I'm definitely you. afraid to do it, but I'm like, if I don't do it, I'm going to be so- okay, Do it anyway. Wait, okay, let me good. give you like Perfect. a really, really in, in time example of like a little snippet from my past. So over, literally in Italy, I'm in, I'm in, Italy, I'm in Rome, right? And I see this guy at a cafe and I'm like, I know I know this guy from somewhere. How do I know him? How do I know him? I see him writing. I see his wife and his child. And I was like, okay, I know that was the director. His name's Damien. Um, he's the director for La La Land, the last movie that I did extra work on as an extra in LA before I got moved to Boston for Soul Cycle. It was like one of the last hurrahs. I was like, yeah, I'll go do extra work for a day or two. Like, why not? I'm in a bikini. I'm getting signed up. I'm sitting in a pool all day. Sure. And the whole time I'm sitting next to him at this cafe, I'm like, okay, okay, I've got to say something. I got to, if I don't say something, I'm going to regret, regret it. I'm going to regret it. And it, it was like one of those moments where you're teetering, you're playing, you're doing the double Dutch. I swear to God, I'm going to land the plane, but you're doing the double Dutch. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, oh my God, do I say something? Oh, I love do I say this. something. And I was like, just say something. What's the worst thing that could happen? You're going to be so much more angry at yourself if you walk away and you didn't say something. And I said something. We all totally. had this conversation. It was hilarious. He's like, he was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how crazy is that? Like what a small world. And we had this like nice little moment at this cafe and then we like went about our business. But I would have beat myself up all day, probably longer than that, if I hadn't said something, if I hadn't like put myself out there, if I hadn't called my shot, if I hadn't asked. Like so many people, if you just ask, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is no, which is already going to happen anyway, if you do nothing. So if, if you don't do it, it's a no without even anything. Yeah. It's a no with, with, it's it's a no, it's it's, it's an automatic no, like you don't get any, but if you ask, you don't know, someone might be like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Come on my guys. Or yeah, yeah, sure. I'd love to do that. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Like, so if the worst outcome is you're already living in the worst outcome because you didn't even do anything, then why not ask? Why not shoot your shot? Why not talk to the random director yeah. next to you? Because it might oh, make their day too. Like who knows? You never, you never know. You don't know. Yeah. I say, I write about that in Homeboy and I talk about it a lot. The notion of like, okay, we go right to the default of like, what's the worst that could happen? But I'm kind of in this like, yo, what's the That's best thing that could happen? What if this bitch is like, hell yeah. Living. I'm like, let's go. Put it on a post-it. Put it in the front of your brain. Remember your 70% water. What you say to yourself matters. So you could be like, yo, what if, what if Maddie's like, yes, I will come on your show. I will go Instagram live with you. Yes. What if to lose? Because it's already a no if I don't ask her. So let's just ask her what's so, you know, so I just love that you have that swagger and that confidence and that is going to continue. So 
tell me this, you know, before I get you out of here and I love you for being here. I know you've got your crazy walking dead (laughs) jet lag right now, but you look like a million dollars, babe. Like you look like you just got off. You like got the soul glow. You must have just gotten off a bike. You did a ride this morning. No, 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 we did nothing today. We just did a little lift. Yeah. You just look like you got a workout glow going. I love it. I'm here for it. Even though my connection's fuzzy, it doesn't matter. I can still, you know, I can still tell you're catching up. It's yeah, you're catching up to being back in the states, but um, you did spend some time out in yeah. LA, and you know, so what's like, was the goal out there to be a full time actress? Like, you know, take me to I think close us out. I think it would be really cool to know, like, you know, here's here's where I was, and here's where I am now, and here's where I want to go next. Like, here's what I'm looking forward to. I'd love to hear like, you know, your sort of like cliff notes of like, all right, this was Maddie in her twenties. And now here at 35, I'm slaying stages, I'm teaching Soul Cycle, but dude, this is what I'm looking forward to next, or maybe what you want to go do next. Let's call your shot here on the show. Like, what do you want to do? And um, what does that okay, look like for you? Okay, okay, let's do it. So I feel like it's kind of a weird no, question. I don't think it's a weird Is it even a real I, question? But it feels Yeah, fun. no, it is really fun. I think when <laughs> I was out in LA, I was just doing any, I was in that time in LA where it was very starlet driven. You know, we had the Us Weekly magazines and I think I just wanted to be like a celebrity, whether it was acting or whatever. I don't, I don't really know what I wanted. I danced, I act, I did extra work. I worked at, as a Patron girl, I did everything and anything to quote unquote survive there. I worked at Kitson on Melrose. Like, you know, I was just wanted to be in the who's who, but I think, but I think I got really caught up in that. And then I was like partying a lot and it was just like all very convoluted. Like it got very like dark and convoluted for me. And I think that that all kind of changed when I started as a manager at Soul Cycle and then became an instructor. And that really changed kind of the footprint of my life because it gave me this, you can't be both. You can't be the best at this thing and also go out and party or do whatever. You can't be both things. You can't have it both ways. And so that was the fork in the road for like, this is who I want to be. I want to be the best in this. I want to be the absolute best. And then that led me to soul, which led me to coaching, which led me to podcasts, which led me to now stages. And I think if I could call my shot, I definitely want to speak. I've been writing it in my journal every day. I want to speak at Create and Cultivate in Austin, Texas, specifically because I also- Oh my God, so Yeah, because I also want to go to Austin and I want to connect with so many of my friends and people down there that I've either met or like moved there from LA or whatever. So that would be huge. I want to definitely speak for Create and Cultivate in Austin, Texas. (laughs) You know, I was just at Create Cultivate and guess who I met? The booker. (laughs) So we are going to talk offline about that. I met the guy who books all the talent for Create Cultivate. So- Ladies and gentlemen, call your shot. <laughs> this is why I have full body chills. This is why you have to call your shot. And you don't know shit. Maybe he's listening. Maybe he met me and he's like, oh, she's a vibe. Um, and he's on the he's listening right now. Call me. I got a girl, right? Go, you need to go stalk Maddie. But like literally, truly, this is why you gotta ask for what you want. You gotta put it out even before you're ready, even if you, cause it will come when it's time for you. It will come. Like my friend Aaron told in our last, were you in the speaker school call this. with yes, Aaron when she was talking about yeah. beach body? Holy shit. Like, guys, our live calls every month, like I do no coaching. I don't want to be a coach. So this is your chance to kind of get one-on-one with me and my speaker friends. And Erin King, my girl who speaks in arenas as well, she's like at my level. We're the same fee. We've been in the same the business for just as long. We're like at that seven and a half year mark, like full-time, full-time, right? She was saying how Beachbody came. Like she didn't get it in 2018. She didn't get it in 2019. 
COVID happened, shut everything down. She goes, and then I get it. And she goes, a massive thing happened where if she hadn't been as seasoned as she was with five years under her belt, she would have probably really hurt her brand mm. and lost her shit up on the stage because there was a pretty major thing that happened in the middle of her talk that for someone who wasn't seasoned, but she's a pro. So she was able to let it flow and keep moving and adjust her talk on the fly. And no one was any the wiser, but she goes, if that was 2018, Aaron, I would have lost my shit. So it's all happening exactly when it should, exactly how it should. But she had been asking for that stage for years. She had been calling her shot and saying she wanted it and writing it on every post-it note. So Maddie, when you are on stage at Create Cultivate in Austin, I am going to be, and everyone <laughs> listening is going to have full body chills because they're going to know your living proof that it's all possible. So guys, call your, your shot. shot. It's just, you have to. And we just came up with something here. You literally, we, I, I feel like I will never forget this episode because that is literally what I want to do moving forward. I think that is, there is such a manifestation behind that and such an energy behind speaking it. And you never know who's Heck listening. So thank yes. you for that. Thanks for doing yeah. it. Oh my God. So Maddie, you're the best. Thank you for being here. Um, how can people find you? What do we need to know? How can we consume, work with, hire? Like, obviously I'm going to link to all the things in the show notes, Maddie, website, all the things, but what is something you'd like to share right now um, with the audience if, if I haven't already? Yeah. Okay. So basically I always say Instagram, you know, we're like bashing Instagram the whole time, but like, we're like, yeah. Fuck Instagram. So you follow me so on Instagram. Follow yes. You're a fun follower. Well, thank you. So it's, it's you really at Mads Tads, M-A-D-D-Z-T-A-D-D-Z. And that's where you can basically follow my links to. I have like free courses on there. You know how you can like put all the links in now. Free courses, anything about me, yeah. my website, Wicked Fearless podcast. Like that is the hub for all the things. So that's usually where I tell people I to go. I love that. Same. Yeah. Yeah, we that's where we're hanging out a lot. Me too. Instagram's certainly my favorite place to play and be creative. And uh, it's like my little laboratory, right? So um, Maddie, you're such a gift. I'm so glad. Maybe the final, final thing you say is if someone's listening right now, speaker school's open, doors are open. Why should someone get in? Why should someone come through, baby? Why should someone come through? I think if you're thinking about it, it usually means it's on your heart. Like whenever someone's like, oh, I need to sleep on it. I need to whatever. Yeah, go do that. But if you keep thinking about it, then it's something you need to do. And and you always got to just like get in the room before you're ready. Just it's scary and you click yes and you're like, what did I just do? Oh my God. But like I said, it always works out how it should. If you're thinking about it, you should just do it. Put yourself in the rooms you want to be in and um, especially aspire to be more like because that's how doors will open and the alumni community in speaker school is pretty dope. There's some some pretty severe badasses in speaker school and we've got a lot of uh, really dope people lined up for the next round. So things are only just beginning and Maddie, I'm so glad you are a big part of the small story we're beginning to write over here in speaker school, but you are just such a light and such a love. Thank you. We're so excited about it. And I just can't wait to continue to watch your star rise. You shine. You are such a light. And just thank you for making some time uh, to be here with us today. Thank you for having me. This was a treat. Divine. Divine. All right, y'all. So I hope you had as much fun listening to that as we did recording it for you. I mean, oh my God, from poser nation to cringe culture to, you know, getting your ego out of the way and remembering it's not about you. And if you're nervous, you're really more worried about what you're going to look like instead of the service you can provide. Like that was a 
game changer for me and just all the the obstacles that, you know, Maddie's overcome and how she continues to just stay so positive and so soulful. And really, truly, she's an athlete and she's operating at really high levels. And I think people who are out there doing the things you want to do, like anybody you look at and you admire and you feel like you want to be like or emulate, like I want what she's got. They are applying healthy doses of pressure because they know pressure is what turns them into diamonds and they are asking for what they want. They are calling their shot. And I cannot wait for the day that I get to see Maddie on stage at Create Cultivate in Austin because baby, we just put it in motion. So I can't wait to be with you right here next week on this podcast. In the meantime, you know what to do. Holla. Holla.